Hello! We are back, and I'm Yay. back this week. Yay, Ariel's home! Woot. So, we're the Rosettes, and we are the only mother-daughter bachelor podcast In the entire multiverse. As far as we know. We don't know about the other, like, verses in the multiverse of Bachelordom. I think we can agree we're the favorite mother-daughter podcast in the multiverse. Who Who knows? Who knows? All right. But we're super excited to be back this week. I haven't actually, I didn't watch the new episode, or any of the new episodes. Like, I didn't watch the Bachelorette finale or Bachelor in Paradise um, until yesterday, so I just, like, watched six hours of Bachelor content yesterday. Is your brain... Which is exhausting. It was really... I was exhausted. But, um, now we're gonna report on it. So, and I haven't listened to last week's episode of The Rosettes yet, so if you have, you're one step ahead of yeah. me. Hey, there's six people out there who've listened to it, Ariel, besides you. I mean, besides me. Wow. Yeah. Way to go six of you guys. Yeah, I love you so much. <clears throat> Anyways... So, um, let me, let me make a comment about my, like, solo episode. That was fun to do, and I'm not as, I don't have the patience to edit it as well as Ariel does, and sometimes Jack, my, my other wonderful child, does. So, I hope you enjoyed it. It, It's just what it was. It was kind of, you know, raw and real and stuff, but thank you for listening, those of you who did. That's all I have to say. Cool. Um... And uh, as far as Bachelor news goes, uh, oh, ooh, there's all the text message stuff which is going on. Yeah, but and also uh, Jared and Ashley get married tomorrow. Yay, Jared and Ashley! So that one, you know, we waited only like four or five years or so for. So yeah. Oh, again. So we have dogs that make the jingly, cute sounds with their collars and their little feet on the wood floor, so we think it's cute. We're just going to leave it in. Um, Yay! Congratulations, Ashley and Jared. We hope that you have a wonderful, amazing life. I know that tomorrow is going to... You think it's going to be the best day of your lives, and it will be among the best day of your lives, but you will have many, many more best days of your lives when your children come, and they do wonderful things, like get their driver's licenses and go to the prom and they get married and they have kids. I haven't experienced that part yet, but I will. And I promise you that your life will be a joy. You're talking as if they listen to our podcast. Maybe they do. They could be one of the six. Okay. If you think so. You never know. You never know. Is that it for Bachelor Nation News? Well, we have the text. There's the text messages. But shouldn't we talk about that after we talk about the show? Or uh, Yeah, probably. So we'll talk about the text message drama after we get to the actual like drama preceding the text messages. Because, you know, if you're the kind of person that listens to Bachelor podcasts, you, you probably kind of have an idea already. So we'll just jump into it and um, share as we go. You know who I miss already? Hannah Brown. Me too, dude. I mean, I saw her yesterday, but, like, because I watched the finale yesterday. Oh, but... I thought you meant, like, you saw her, like, in Cambria or something. No, 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 no. Like, I watched the finale. <laughs> I watched the finale yesterday. Oh, but... no, sh- is that Bachelor Nation news? Should we talk about that? Like, the Gigi Hadid stuff and everything? Oh, yeah. Or... That's news. So, so also, um, a couple days after the finale... Tyler and Hannah were seen um, together. He went over to her place and uh, he spent the night. The paparazzi caught them leaving her residence like early-ish in the morning. I think they also caught them kissing before he left. Hmm. I know that they supposedly kissed, but I don't. I didn't see a picture. But like they said that they kissed, but they didn't have a really good angle for a picture. But, supposedly, and he had an overnight bag, and they both looked disheveled, etc., etc. Um, so that happened. And then, a couple days later, Tyler was seen on a date with Gigi Hadid, who is a gorgeous, like, supermodel who's, like... Super supermodel. Actually famous, instead of just, like, reality TV famous. So. I'm frowning, because I love him. I know. I... I know almost nothing about Gigi apart from the fact that she's beautiful and young and a, you know, model and stuff. Yeah, I kind of am sad that Tyler's, I mean, I get it, like, Hannah was basically like, 
I think this loser's better for me than you, so I'm gonna like marry him. Then it turned out he was a loser. And then um yeah, it's unfortunate for sure. Tyler I don't think wants to be anyone's second choice. <clears throat> Excuse me. It seems like he was willing to give it a go, though. But I think he does care about her and love her. But oh, definitely. I, I think at this point, when she asked him, I think he was already talking to Gigi Hadid. Yeah, I mean, I think Tyler's world is his oyster. It's totally open to him, and he has so many opportunities he can explore, as does Hannah. So does Hannah. So, I, in my mind, I think in that in that night they had together, they, they probably expressed their love, but said, you know, we... We don't know what's coming next. Let's take it as it comes. And um, she was in another interview, I don't remember with whom, where she said she wished she had more than a couple of days to connect with Tyler before he left Los Angeles, you know, and then started his little get-together with Gigi. Yeah. So I think um, that's a little bit of a bummer, but I also kind of get it. But I wish he would just give Hannah more of a chance also. Yeah. I mean, I think we all wish that Hannah and Tyler would go down in Bachelor Nation history as a Jaden Tanner or a... More real, more more like an Ashley and... Jared. Ashley and Jared, where they had their little, like, mix-ups in the middle. Right. Or, God forbid, you know, um, Ari and Lauren. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I also think that uh, word on the street is that Calvin Klein has offered like a modeling deal to Tyler. Oh, see, you know, so, he's got a really, he's what, 26 years old or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, both of them has to have to like explore their options and figure out what they're going to do. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be and they'll find each other again. But and I don't know if it's meant to be. If he's, yeah, especially if he's taking up up that Calvin Klein offer, it'd probably be pretty realistic for him and Gigi. Also, have you seen the interviews with Chris Harrison where he's on the record saying that... Tyler's not going to be The Bachelor. Tyler's likelihood of being The Bachelor is small. Yeah. Because he's out, you know, he's like, well, it's hard to sell a Bachelor who's looking for love and trying to find the one he wants to marry when, you know, you've got this guy out there dating supermodels and signing modeling contracts and living his best life. Mm -hmm. You know, Chris Harrison said, you know, go him. I think that's awesome. I wish him all the best, but it just doesn't fit into our, you know, narrative. Mm -hmm. So that's what's going on with those two plus 17. What? It's not, well, with them, it's not just about Tyler and Hannah. It's about, like, all the other people around them that are, that have a stake in their success. It's, it's sad, because they can't just really have their little tiny love story between the two of them. Yeah. Because so many other people are invested in the outcome. Just my two cents. But we should hop right into the episode. Yes, we should. Almost paradise. Except they didn't play the theme song the first episode. No, that that was my gift to you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, so we open up paradise, and Chris, well, Chris comes on, and he says, "Summer is here, and it all starts right now." I don't know about you, but I get so excited when he says, "It all starts right now," <laughs> and the, like the ABC logo comes on, and the noise and everything. It's, it's like. Pavlovian, I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he hangs up the open sign on the beach. Yep, that's always a big deal. And they, he gives a, yeah, he gives this little speech, and then he turns the closed sign to open. We take a look at some of the opening packages for people before they get to Paradise. Uh-huh. Have they done that before? Do they normally do opening packages on Paradise? Yeah. Okay, I've only seen one or two seasons of Paradise, so I, I wasn't sure. The first person that they review is Tasha. <laughs> she's like, in, she's floating on numerous different little floaties on her pool looking beautiful, and she accidentally bonks a cameraman on the head with a beach ball, um, which is kind of cute and delightful. And they remind us how Colton has broken her heart. But my favorite part, guess what my favorite part of Tasha's opening thing was? I don't know what was it. Her dad. I didn't see her dad. I uh, guess I missed it. Her dad. I love her dad. Like, there's so, there's, there's, I think that the parents on The Bachelor Nation that really make an impression are cool because, you know, I'm a parent and everything. I'm probably the same age as Tasha's dad-ish. So you remember on Colton season, they went to Tasha's family, and it was just her mom, dad, and 
um, two brothers, right? Yeah. And the dad was, you know, very skeptical about the whole thing. So basically he says, all right, what's next, Tasha? He says, well, I'm going to paradise. It's going to be hot there. What do you think I should wear? I think you should wear a turtleneck. <laughs> She's like, turtle? And she, she laughs. And also, if you have to wear a swimsuit, make sure it's a one-piece. I want you to be completely covered. Uh, no shenanigans down there. <laughs> I love, I just love Tasha's family so much. And I'm glad that they brought her dad back. All right. Next intro package was Blake. And they, you know, they kind of, they showed him with Becca, if you recall. He yeah. was on Becca's season, and he was the runner-up on Becca's season. And he totally thought he was going to win, and he had a total meltdown when she dumped him. And he sweated, and he talks fast, and he's, that's true. He tells the camera he learned a lot about himself in the year since um, he was on The Bachelorette. Um, you know, he's, he, they show him running and doing push-ups. He's driving around in a Jeep. And he says that the most important thing in a relationship is to be honest. So we'll see how that works out for Blake. And while Blake's working out and stuff, we see Katie with her binoculars. Katie with her binoculars. Yeah, she's so cute. Um, and she... If you recall, she was... She and Demi together were doing, like, this sort of spy intelligence gathering thing on Hannah's season as her dearest friends. Yeah. But she is pushing this kind of, like, sleuth angle and with her binoculars, and then she also has, like, a board of everyone's headshots. Right. And she's like, I'm going to find myself a, a good man. And yeah, it's like one of those bulletin boards with all the red string connecting all the different, you know, whatever, suspects or whatever. It's And it's interesting the people they show, you know, they show on her little board, they sh- they show Dylan and John Paul Jones as being good guys. They also show, they show Jason, which I thought was interesting, because I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be on Paradise, the other pilot. And Grant and Kevin and Cam and Dustin even. I wonder if Dustin's going to be there. Anyways... Um, so she then goes, I forget exactly what she says, but she says, uh, yeah, no, definitely not going to go for Cam. Yeah, she says, it's a no for me, dog, which segues into Cam's introduction. Which is a full-length, like, rap music video. Now, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I thought his rap was really cute, and I I question whether he wrote it or not because it was quite lengthy and quite well put together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't repeat it for you. I didn't write it down. I still don't really like Cam, but this rap, well, I mean, I wish he would just stop with the rapping, but like this one wasn't as bad as no. the other ones. Plus, you know, they're going to, they expect him to do it if, you know, it's part of his character. The, his last line, I did write down the last line of the rap. He says, I'm not leaving the beach unless I'm leaving engaged. Yeah, which I think he's going to leave the beach without getting engaged. I think that's the most likely scenario, too. Next is our who? Jane is next? Yeah. <clears throat> Jane is freaking annoying. I can't stand her. Nobody can. She's so, uh, so annoying. She was on Colton season. She was kicked off night one. And her only claim to fame is that... Well, on Colton season, she was the one that came out with a picture where she photoshopped her dog and his dog together, and Colton right over his head. He had no idea what was happening. And her second claim to fame was on the Women Tell All, and she took Kaylin's side, and she was like, oh, no, I was watching it, and Kaylin was totally right. And, and Han- people were like, uh, you weren't even there. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, Hannah B. just like shook her head and looked around over her shoulder and said, uh, Jane, you weren't even there. What, what? What are you doing? So basically, Jane's the worst. Yeah. And she's just so annoying. And then, like, in her little intro package, oh, she's sauce. putting hot sauce on everything. And, like, she puts hot like, a bunch. It's so gross. And then she, like, puts hot she... sauce on her toothbrush mm-hmm. and starts brushing her teeth with it. Ugh. Super nasty. Super just disgusting. But it's memorable. We both remembered it. So we'll see what happens with our hot sauce-loving Jane. Um, yeah. And who's next? Oh, Hannah G is next in her intro package. And she's so cute. 
And it shows us her, you know, getting dumped by Colton and how heartbroken she was. And she's already getting a really good edit. Like, it's really heartwarming and sweet. But it's not very notable. And the next person they highlight is Demi. Yeah. And they show her walking around, looking cute. She's going to paradise. I am paradise. And is this when she also says, hi, I'm Demi from Demi season of The Bachelor. Yes. Which was maybe the funniest. That might be my quote of the night. That, that was, was so really good. It, it was funny because it just kind of went by quickly and understatedly. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, they show her taking selfies with people. So just kind of to highlight her notoriety and her recognizability. Yeah. And... Um, they remind us that she and Lecter are best friends. Um, Hannah B. comes to visit her. Demi admits she's been dating someone. Yeah. And Demi, or Hannah goes, like, oh, catch me up on your dating life. Like, I don't know what's happening with you because I've just been the bachelorette for months. And Han- or, uh, Demi goes, oh, yeah, I've been dating someone. And it's actually, like, a woman. She and says that Han- Hannah's like, Cool. <laughs> She's like, um, okay. You know, some big, her pageant smile on. And Demi explains that she doesn't want to label herself, you know, in any way. She just likes who she likes. She's a fluid person. She likes who she likes. It's about the person and not about, you know, their gender. gender. Yeah. So, uh, so Hannah's, but then she also says like, she's just been like dating the girl and she's excited to go to paradise and kind of just like see what happens with someone there. Right. It's kind of like paradise is going to be the litmus test for whether or not, you know, to, to determine how she feels about this woman she's been dating. And Lecter's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And it's, it's a very positive, you know, it's, it's a very positive portrayal of Demi's fluidity. Mm-hmm. And is that is Demi the last one, or is there... I know they talked to Clay. Um, you know, Clay like, talks about his relationship with Angela and how that ended a few months ago, and it was kind of a bummer, but he it feels ready to kind of, like, date again and hopefully I love find I love a wife, which... But the whole thing is kind of like... I don't know. I wish he and Angela were still together, because I thought they were so cute. They seem like a nice couple, but, you know, late... Well... Shall I say it right now? Later on, he he tells somebody on the beach that he never said, I love you to Angela. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, I love Clay. I like Angela a lot. It's too bad they didn't work out. You know, in, in Instagram world, they seem like the perfect couple, but who knows what real life world is all about. Yeah. Um, and if you'll recall, Clay was, just a reminder, Clay was on Becca's season and he self-evicted when he got hurt because he was worried about his NFL career. Yeah. Oh no, my NFL career might get wrecked because I might get hurt on The Bachelorette. Which yeah. <laughs> is so silly, but... And yeah, it turns out that no team, like, picked him up again, so he was like, I guess I'll go back to The Bachelor. Why not? And that's... That, he's there now. That segues into Nicole's opening video. Um, where they show her, they have a, like a crying montage where they show all the different times she cried on Colton season. <laughs> it's um, just a bunch of crying, and then it's also her on the beach working out with her Halo Top ice cream. Yeah, she's like curling with her Halo Top ice cream. Yeah. And as she's doing her push ups or whatever, she's sipping a drink. So the, the joke about Nicole is that she's hot and beautiful without ever having to work out. So great. I envy that. I wish I could. <laughs> Um, they show her packing to get ready to go to paradise and they show her packing a bunch of Kleenex boxes (laughs) and you know, she's cute. I really like Nicole. I, I sort of got frustrated with her at the end of Colton's season, but ultimately I really think Nicole's a cutie and she's beautiful. I mean, she's really gorgeous too, Mm -hmm. especially for not working out. Oh, that's, that's who I wrote. She's really, really pretty about was Nicole. Okay. Next is Chris Bukowski. Who I know very little about. He's like the grandfather of Bachelor. Right. He's the one they show in a walker. He's the last person they um, feature on the opening credits. And they yeah. have him like on a walker. And he, um, I mean, he was on an, it showed all his different appearances throughout Bachelordom. Right. So he was on like two seasons of The Bachelorette. Two or three seasons of Paradise. Bachelor two, Pad. Yeah, and then he was on Bachelor Pad. That's when you know he was old, was he was on Bachelor <laughs> Pad. He holds the record for being on the most seasons of The Bachelor. 
He also retired from yeah. Bachelor Nation. Like on national television, he, quote, retired. Um, but he says he's changed and grown, and his career is really taking off. He, apparently, he owns several restaurants and bars. And he, I mean, I thought it was really interesting. I thought he was going to be like the joke. I don't really know much about him, but I thought he was going to be the joke guy, like the funny guy. And they're going to emphasize his career, long overdone career in Bachelor. But he got a really sweet edit. Like, Mm -hmm. it was very serious about how he really genuinely wants to find somebody. So that surprised me. And I'm I'm invested in Chris now. I think he also said that he was engaged or almost engaged Mm -hmm. for a while. And then... um, that didn't work out, and so now he's ready to, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of find someone again. So then we have commercial break, and we go back to Real Paradise in Sayulita, Nayarit, Mexico, which is, my understanding, it's close to Puerto Vallarta. And it's not an island like a lot of people say. It's a resort right on the beach. Uh, yeah. And the first person to show up is Hannah G., and Hannah G goes, oh my god, I can't believe I'm the first one. Holy cow, this is real. And it's interesting that she's also from Alabama, but she doesn't have the same kind of accent that the other Hannah has. Yeah. She's very polished, and I mean, it's hard not to love Hannah G. Both the Hannahs are wonderful. Yes, but anyways, are. we're talking about paradise now. Despite Alabama, both of them are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So she awkwardly walks around alone on the beach. She's like, I'm starstruck, but I don't know what to do now. I'm, you know, where is everybody? Yeah, and then next to show up is Blake. And Blake, like, talks to Chris. And Chris is like, so, like, how you been? He's like, pretty good, pretty good. And uh, Chris goes, Chris says, have you been talking to anybody? And I wrote, talking? Is that a euphemism for something else? (laughs) <laughs> more than talking there and um Blake goes oh yeah like I know some of some of the people or I he's like I know a lot of people that are in like Bachelor Nation and stuff so like I'm sure I've talked to some of these people but I'm really excited to just get to know everyone and I just really think that I could like f- like find a wife this season like I really want to find a wife <laughs> I had forgotten about how fast and nervous he talks yeah like he just he almost interrupts himself all the time he's like yeah and I thought and then, and then yeah I've been talking and I want to find a yeah and he uh, yeah I'm here yeah he and does do true. that and Chris is like all right why don't you head on down he's thrilled to discover that Hannah G is the other person there he talks about her eyes and her body and lastly oh her personality also that's nice they have a, um, he calls her a badass for drinking tequila without a chaser. I don't, you know, she is so tiny. I don't know how she can drink anything without just falling on her butt. And then Katie shows up. Yay, we all love Katie. Katie's so pretty. She's wearing this cute little romper. She's just stunning. She says, my mustache is sweating, which I thought was really kind of cute and self-deprecating. And, um... You know, she she walks down the stairs, and when she gets to the bottom, she says, Reveal yourself! So we're happy to see Katie, and the next to arrive is Dylan. And Dylan and Blake have a bro hug. Dylan's so cute. He is so cute. I love when the guys hug. They, they do this thing where they shake hands, and then they do this sort of still holding their shaking hands half hug thing. It's so bro-y, and I love it. And Katie and Hannah are thrilled to see each other. And Katie says, this is it. Let's just stop here. I'm totally (laughs) happy with this. Just, you know, me and Hannah and Dylan and Blake. But, of course, that it's not really paradise, and that's not how it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're hanging out, and they're having drinks together and stuff. And then who's next? They kind of, they're kind of together, the two of the girls, while the boys go get drinks, and they're checking them out. Oh, should I look over my shoulder now? No, not yet. No, now. Now it's okay. Oh, no, I look. They saw me. So it's really cute and bubbly and sweet. Sydney is the next to arrive on the beach. I almost forgot she was there. Sydney, I love, but she's so kind of demure. I, I don't really love her. I'm kind of neutral about her. I know you loved her because you loved all her dresses. Oh, yeah. She dresses beautifully. Um... Um, she and Hannah were both wearing sort of similar outfits, red on the top and kind of denim on the bottom, I believe. Yeah. So they kind of checked each other out. Um, but I really like her. Um, 
she, both Sydney and Hannah G say, gee, we thought Demi would be first, which I would have too. Yeah. Um, but Derek is the next to come. Gee, he's really tall. When I saw him next to everybody, he looks really tall. I don't know anything about him. I know people think he looks like John Krasinski, mm-hmm. sort of. I really liked him on JoJo's season. Since then, when he picked, um, I think her name was Taylor, when he got engaged in Paradise. I think that's right. Um, I thought that was not a good choice for him, but... So I kind of was not vibing him then. But I think he also has a Bachelor podcast, so it would be interesting to listen to him. Oh, that's interesting. To his podcast when he... Sydney likes him. Sydney thinks he's cute, and she says he's a man, not a baby-faced man like Colton. Yeah, Sydney, Sydney throws so much shade at Colton. I think she just doesn't... I don't think she ever really liked him. Yeah, I don't really think so either. I Even though her whole story was like... I quit being a dancer so I could, you know, meet Colton because I just thought he was so cute. I don't think she ever actually liked him. Is that why you don't like her? Uh, maybe. I like her fine. I mean, it was certainly a calculated risk to quit her really good career to go on Bachelor Nation, but I I think she's going to be okay. Yeah. I think she's going to have a pretty good career on Bachelor Nation, depending on how this season goes. Next is Taysha. And she says, did you catch this? She says, Flirtatia is here. I did not catch that. I no. thought that was really cute and clever, but I like puns. She's wearing- I like puns, too. I just don't like Taysha. I like Taysha. Um, she, but you know what she's wearing too much of? Jewelry. I didn't notice. She has so much jewelry on. I think she didn't want to pack her jewelry because she was afraid it would get lost or stolen. So she's wearing every single jewelry item she has. She's got like 16 bracelets on and seven necklaces. And I mean, she looks gorgeous, but I just was overwhelmed by her jewelry. I didn't notice that. Um, Derek says that he's really into Tasha, which, sorry, Sydney. Too bad about that. We'll see how it works out, though. Did Sydney say she thought Derek was hot? Yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, Kevin is next, and he meets... Kevin seems so stupid. I know, but he's entertaining. He meets Chris Harrison. I think he's the first one to really have a lengthy conversation with Chris Harrison at the top. So Kevin and Chris Harrison talk at the top of the stairs. Chris says, oh, dude, you're swollen, which is kind of a gross way to say you've been working out. I don't think he says swollen. I think he says you're swole. That's the right word you're supposed to say, but I think he said swollen. Who knows? But, you know, Rosette Nation, go back and look. Um, and then he takes off his shirt. Ke- not Chris. Kevin takes off his shirt. And Chris comments that he really needs to get a suntan. Yeah. Um, and, and Kevin says, oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like Dracula's second son or something. I don't know what that meant. That was really weird. But. Yeah, I think he's just stupid. <laughs> I think he's just kind of dumb, too. I mean, well, he spends, he says he fasts and spends four to five hours a day in the gym. So how much time does he have to really read a ex- book? Yeah, <laughs> exercise his other muscles, you know. But he seems sweet enough, and I don't know. It's all about his body. Um so he goes down to the beach. Dylan's the first one to greet him and says, dude, why are you so big? So everybody's sort of acknowledging that Kevin's this totally buff guy. Yeah. And who comes out next? Um, let's see. Oh, also, Kevin's shirt is strategically inside out when he gets to the beach and people point it out so that he has an opportunity to take off his shirt so everybody can see his big chest and then put it on his shirt the right way. So either A, he's really dumb and put his shirt on the wrong way, or B, he's very calculated and wanted people to see his muscles. <laughs> um, Katie says he's super nice. And she says, you know, I don't deserve guys like these. And then she stops and says, wait. Yes, I do. <laughs> so I thought it was really sort of telling about Katie, that just two-second little blip. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie says, so far, Kevin's the nicest guy here, but in comes... Wills! Wills! Wills is my favorite. I love him. He's so cute, and he, like, strolls down. He's a little bit weird, but I like him. And he's got his hair dyed blonde for yeah. some unknown reason. But who cares? We love him. And he uh, is just super adorable. He says in his ITM that he's here to meet Hannah G. That's the only one yeah. he's really interested in. 
And join the club, my dear. Yeah, they all want, they, I, I think Dylan also said he is only interested in Hannah G. And I think Blake at this point has also said at some point that he is interested in Hannah G. Yeah. They do this little sort of comedy bit where Wills is on the side saying, I have a plan to get Hannah G. I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask her all sorts of questions and spliced in between his plan is Hannah G and Blake going off to hang out together. Yeah, and, and she's answering those questions yeah. that he has to, but to Blake. Yeah, Blake is posing all the questions that um, Wills and his ITM is posing, but she's answering them to Blake. And she says her favorite food is charcuterie board, which is not really a food, but I like charcuterie too. <laughs> and they show everything she says, Blake is like, oh yeah, me too. Oh, same, me too. Yeah, same. Uh, <sighs> Manic. I don't know. I hope he's not on, like, speed or something. Anyways, um, who's next? Demi comes down next. Everybody thinks that Demi's going to be next, and sure enough, she is. And everyone who's never met her is super excited to meet her, mm-hmm. and everyone that, like, does know her is just excited to see her again. Um, it seems like she and Hannah G and um, Katie are all the ones that are kind of, like, that's their girl group, I think. Yeah, they're good friends. And Derek expresses interest in Demi as soon as she gets there. Um, Which oh, is interesting. I wouldn't have pegged that pairing at yeah, all. Yeah, me neither. Um, mostly because, and maybe this makes this maybe this is what makes it it makes sense. But um, I don't know when he was with uh, Taylor. Taylor? Someone like Demi would be the exact opposite kind of person that Taylor would want to, like, be friends with and stuff. Yeah, She's, like, they're, like, polar opposites. So maybe he's, like, obviously it didn't work out with Taylor. Maybe I need to try it with someone who's the exact opposite. Well, she gets there and, you know, the beach is alive because now Demi's there. Mm -hmm. The next is Onieka. Kevin says right away he thinks she's gorgeous. Um... Kevin, Dylan, and Wells agree that, and Derek agree so far that the girls that have, have showed up are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, Dylan says, I just, I'm really excited, but I just hope there isn't any drama. And everyone looks at him like he's an idiot. Yeah, have you been watching this show, Dylan? And at the drama comment, cue Cam's entrance. He chats with Chris Harrison, Cam chats with Chris Harrison a little bit. Um, Chris comments on his leopard print shirt. And he says, I've come for paradise. <clears throat> well, before that, Demi predicts he's going to say, why, why is he wearing that shirt? Demi says, I just, it's so gross. I just have this feeling he's going to do something gross, like say, <laughs> and then two minutes later, he says, yes, I've come to paradise. <laughs> so either... Demi really gets Cam, or it was set up to be that way. <laughs> um, um, Cam tells Chris Harrison, um, ABC now means always, always beach Cam, Cam, which is stupid. <sighs> Sorry. He's such an idiot. Okay, but anyways, he walks down, and literally no one's excited to see him. Yeah. No, yeah, the, all the boys are sitting, not, yeah, I think most all the boys that are there already are sitting on a day bed, and when Cam approaches them, they all get up and leave, which I thought was sort of mean. I think that's uncalled for. Yeah, but. Wells points out at one point, yep, yeah, every season there's a Cam, so we just gotta deal with it. Yeah, and I don't know, I do kind of think he's a little bit, I don't like Cam, I, I get that that's a little bit mean, but. I think that he just doesn't really mesh well with other people there, so why? I agree. I think that, I mean, I don't like or dislike Cam. I feel bad for Cam. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with Cam, especially on a season with Luke P. and Jed. I mean, Cam, what Cam is, is just socially awkward. He doesn't know how to interact with people correctly. Mm -hmm. And he comes off sounding like kind of a douche, but I don't, I think he's a decent guy. I just think he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's like, what Cam is, it's like in high school when the the cheerleaders and the jocks all have a big party and somebody accidentally invites Cam, that's what Cam is. He like shows up and they're like, oh, they're reviled by him. Oh, how did he get, oh. 
but he's just trying, but he doesn't know because he's clueless. He's just like, oh, I'm here and I'm going to be funny and cute and I'm going to try, you know. And I don't have anything against Cam. He's just, it's just not his vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, before Cam gets down there, though, Derek says uh, that his douchebag radar is buzzing. Oh, that's and correct. Then, yeah. And then Cam comes down. That's right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, what we already talked about what happened after that, though, because we were saying it kind yeah, of out of order. Exactly, but at one point, just to kind of demonstrate his cluelessness, he's like at the bar with Demi and stuff, and he says, oh, are those colored contacts? And I thought he was addressing Katie at first, but he could have been addressing Demi. They're both there. Um, so one Ooh, I think he was addressing Katie. I think he was too at first. Demi was... And Demi was standing up for Katie. Yeah. And he's like, you know, she's like, what kind of a question is that? He's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. It's like, are those real boobs? It's kind of, you know, yeah, they're real boobs. And, you know, Demi kind of grabs her boobs and says, yeah, they're real. <laughs> and Demi's having none of Cam. She's like... Yeah, well, I thought that was kind of a rude question yes. to be like, are those colored contacts? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. But I don't think that makes him a bad guy. I just think that makes him a stupid, clueless guy. Makes him a rude guy. Yeah. He's, but, you know, I just think he's awkward as well. I don't hate him. Um, give me a second. So, who's next? Oh, he does. Oh, when he gets to the beach, Cam takes Tasha aside and starts talking about he starts talking about having children with her, and she's like, "Ah, uh, okay." And then Kevin interrupts and says, "You know, hey, Cam." And Cam's like, "Oh, let's have a hug." And Kevin's no, no, we're arch nemeses. Except he doesn't say it correctly because he's not very smart. Yeah, Kevin's not stoked because Kevin's the chicken nugget. Right, they have their chicken scandal. nugget like tossed at each other, and they are not fond of each other. Um, Kevin goes on about how much he likes Tasha, but the only things he talks about are her physical characteristics. And in comes John Paul Jones in his speedo. And he's he meets Chris Harrison, and he's so funny. He finishes every he starts and finishes every sentence with "dude." He's like, "Yeah, dude, like I'm so excited to be here." I'm like, yeah. "Dude, like this is gonna be pretty awesome, dude. Like I cannot wait to catch some waves, dude. Like shaka bra, dude. Shaka bra. I really." And he says, "I appreciate it a lot." Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate it, dude. I'll just appreciate being here. And Chris says things like, oh, paradise, if paradise is meant for anyone, it's meant for you. And while you're here, should we call you Juan Pablo? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Dude. <laughs> Which I think Chris was trying to be funny and connect it back to, like, old Juan Pablo. Right, right. But John, <laughs> yeah. John Paul Jones was like, well, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, dude. He's just so sunny and he's upbeat. so cute. Mm-hmm. And he makes his entrance on the beach by running down the stairs. And screaming. And And then he gets to the people and he does a hair flip. And that's his entrance. (laughs) We're recording. Okay. And the other big thing that John Paul Jones a lot, he punctuates everything with a laughter. Like, ha, ha. Yeah. I just, again, he's just so sunny. At some point, Demi says she can't have anyone out obnoxious her. And oh, because I think Derek says, like, oh, like, are you gonna try to date John Paul Jones? You guys seem like you'd get along. And she's like, oh, yeah, he seems really cool, but like, I need to be the most obnoxious one in the relationship. Right. And while Derek and Demi are talking, there's a bunch of people at the bar and they're looking over their shoulders. And um, Demi says, oh, yeah, I see a lot of no's over there. And Derek says, I don't see a no right here. So he's flirting with Demi already. Yeah. And is that everyone? Oh, no. No, because Kaylin still has to get there. Um, Chris Bukowski arrives. It's his sixth rodeo. And Cam says, I was a big fan of yours when I was young, when I was growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Which is sort of rude, but sort of funny. Um, was it Cam that said that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cam said I was a big friend, big fan of yours growing up. <laughs> oh, Jane! Next, Jane is next. Why we don't know? Do you know why? I don't. No, she comes in and she's just kind of annoying. I don't even know. Nobody knows anything about her. Like who's that? Uh, I think she was on Colton. She got kicked out the first one. I don't know. 
And then Chris is used as sort of um, a device to introduce several other people who he says he doesn't know, has no idea who they are. So in, they, in rapid succession, they introduce Annalise, Bibiana, um, and Nicole. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of rude, kind of nasty that the show did it that way. But basically, yeah, Chris is like, yeah, I don't know any of these people that are coming here now. And they introduce all these other people. And I love all three of them. I love Bibi 100% full on. Yeah. And forever. Annalise, I have some issues with. Nicole, we'll see what happens with her. But they're all gorgeous. And I'm, you know, I'm happy they're there. Clay is next. Yeah, and Jane introduces herself to him. She's like, hi, I'm Jane. And then he goes, hey, Jane, I'm Tarzan. I thought that was funny. And she's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh Clay is so big. And I just want to say, I'm so little. Pick me up and laugh. Yeah, I hate people that do that. I'm like, you're your own person. Yeah, <laughs> like, like majorly playing into the stereotype of, you know, big damsel, strong man, yeah. little damsel. I think I'm going to go into the ocean and deliberately drown myself so he can rescue me. <laughs> I'm like, that's stupid. Okay, if you if he doesn't save you, no yeah, lost us. No, no, no one will even notice. Go ahead. And by the way, take that hot sauce bottle out of your mouth. That's gross. Yeah, it's super gross. Anyways. So they flirt a little bit. Um, uh, Ann Annalise is all stressing because Clay is there and she's friends with Angela. And she's like, I just don't think Clay is ready to get back into a relationship. And it's like, okay, don't focus on him, though. Focus on right. you. Like, that was my caveat. I love Annalise, but caveat, just shut the hell up and find your own guy, Annalise. Your whole thing is you want to find a guy. So leave Clay and Angela out of it. I mean, maybe say your piece. Maybe say that one thing and then move on, and which then she doesn't do. And then Blake tells Clay, oh, yeah, there's there hasn't been any drama yet. No, so far, so good. And then it goes to Kaylin dun, at the dun, top dun. of the stairs. Everybody's happy there's no drama. And then drama walks in in the form of Kaylin Miller-Keys. And Kaylin... Gag! <laughs> we don't like Kaylin. I can't stand her. And Kaylin goes... Hey, Chris. And Chris is like, hey, welcome. Are you excited to be here? Like, is there anyone you have your eye on? And she's like, uh, I'm pretty open to anything, but I just know that I don't like Blake. I think he is the worst. Blake is not my favorite person. And Chris is like, oh, like, what happens with that? And she's like, we were talking for a few months and then he ghosted me. Which we find out later is not entirely accurate <laughs> she says he played her blah 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 but blake you know then she walks down the stairs blake sees her and he says holy poop i've got to go and he has one of his little panic attacks and he runs away yeah <laughs> he's like holy crap i gotta go and he's like she's here but then back with oh no that was christina where he says that so he freaks out when he sees kaylin and um Aunt Jane observes that Kaylin is the last one to arrive, and Kaylin's, like, surprised by that. Yeah. And somebody, who says always be consuming alcohol? Was that Cam? That, that was that? Cam that okay. said that. Cam says ABC now stands for always con be consuming alcohol because of this crazy situation he finds himself in. And Chris Harrison says, let's go to the Palapa. And he says Palapa, like, ten times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, welcome to the Palapa. Yeah, here in the Palapa, we're going to talk about some stuff. And he greets people. He says, hey, Chris B., six times a charm. Um, who, will, and he, who will be the next Jaden Tanner? You're all here to find love. This could, this could, you know, culminate in all sorts of marriages and children. Who will be the next Jaden Tanner? And everybody looks starry-eyed. Well, the girls look starry-eyed and some of the guys. Um, it's the boys' week to hand out the rose, Chris tells them, because there's more ladies than there are boys. And the dates are starting, yeah. and someone, who gets a date card? Well, the girls go out, the girls and boys go off to set up their rooms and to find their beds, which is always, I, I find that stuff super interesting, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, like where they sleep, and mm -hmm. Cam is relegated to the worst bed, and John Paul Jones is off on the side. He's on, uh, he's on the outside. He has an outside bed. Yeah, he has, like, no covering at all. He's just out in the sun. He's like, yeah, dude, this is awesome. Yeah, dude. In the sun god. 
on the way to their rooms, Jane is having trouble keeping up. It's, ladies, don't run. I, you know, anyways. Um, so they all kind of settle in. And then everybody, the girls are talking about who they're there to see. And they're all saying, oh, Blake is so hot. Blake's amazing. Oh, I'm so glad Blake's here. Bibby says, we love Blake. And meanwhile, Kaylin is seething in the background. Saying, She's like, Blake sucks. <laughs> sucks. He said, I was a mistake. You know, that, anyways, she thought it was, she was pretty sure that they were exclusive and he was sleeping around. Blah, blah, blah. You know, if you're pretty sure, that's not enough. I mean, yeah. I just, I can't stand her. We'll talk about that more later. Well, I did write this girl's whack. <laughs> um, she thought Colton was going to marry her. You know, she's just, she's insane. Anyways, um, Blake gets, oh, Blake is hanging out with people at the bar once they all get back together, and he says he's got serious FOMO, which is what? Fear, fear of missing fear out. Fear of missing out, yeah. And somebody, I think it's Hannah says, yeah, FOMO is a real thing. And Onyeka gets the date card, and she runs down, and she announces that Blake Welcome to paradise. Choose someone to begin your journey to love. And he's like, I didn't expect this. Which we did because we all knew that, we kind of knew the drama that was going to yeah, go down. So Blake was the center of, the epicenter of all the exciting stuff. Um, so he has to pick someone to go on a date with. Um, Kaylin says in her ITM, this is effed up. You know, I was fully, fully played. Blake only cares about himself. himself. And I hope it doesn't happen again to another girl. So she's basically doing exactly the same thing she did to Hannah B. Yeah. She is saying, oh, he's, you know, he's a jerk. You know, he's a jerk. No, he's different than everybody thinks he is. Blah, blah, blah. Which is exactly the same thing she said did to Hannah B. That is the same thing she said about Hannah and B. And initially, I believed Kaylin <laughs> and Colton Susan. And yeah. I didn't like Hannah B. And I, I bought into that. So I can see why other people would, too. Yeah. But she's, she's the one that's fully playing us. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Blake's super great either, based on what we find out about oh, him. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I think she's twisting the situation to benefit her, for sure. But, yeah, then... Uh, Wells. Oh, we get to see Wells for the first time. Oh, yeah. Wells. Bartender we Wells, Wells comes back. He's cutting limes behind the counter, doing his thing. Um, he's talking to John Paul Jones and Dylan. And um, they're t they're trying to guess who Blake will choose for the date. And everybody thinks it's Hannah. Everybody thinks it's Hannah, both in this little exchange with Wells and everybody else thinks that Hannah G is going to be date's choice, Blake's and, choice for the date. And Dylan's pretty sad about it because he's really, he says, like, I'm really only here to meet Hannah. And, yeah. like, he's like, I don't think I really stand a chance against Blake. So, like, if he asks her out, then, like, that's probably going to be it. We love you, Dylan. But then uh, Blake doesn't ask out Hannah. He asks out Tasha. Surprise. And everybody's like, oh, shock. And Tasha's like, oh, yeah, for sure. That sounds good to me. And Hannah seems a little sad because yeah, everybody's she, shocked and Hannah's she sad. thought that, like, since he was, like, flirting with her and stuff, that he was going to ask her. And then he didn't. So um, he get, he takes Tasha and they go on their little date. Yeah. The word, so, whereas clarity was the watchword of Hannah's season, vibe and its other iterations is the watch watchword of paradise everybody's vibing i vibe her i'm vibing on this i vibe this i vibe that yeah okay. so they go on their date uh tasha's wearing like a pink dress kind of like thing a hot pink pretty dress i do want to point out that right when they're leaving hannah g says she's been blindsided by this that doesn't make sense unless she and Blake have been talking before, right? Well, we know that he visited her in Alabama for a weekend before the show. Oh, Blake did? Yeah. I know they were texting and talking, but... He visited the, her. He vis This isn't something that was talk talked about on the show. That's but right. So the general audience doesn't necessarily know this, which is why when she says, I'm blindsided, that would be confusing to the general audience. Yeah. 
So she, I guess she's blindsided because she and Blake have been talking and she assumed that she would get the date with him. Yeah. Um, and Kaylin's also like super disgusted while this whole everything's happening. Um, but they go on their date and they talk and they seem to get along and stuff. And yeah, then they yeah. go into a hot tub together. Well, what their the venue that they go on their date, it was really pretty, I thought, but it was also kind of weird. It had like these hanging lights, all these strings of lights that hung down. And I thought mm-hmm. it looked like the Matrix. Yeah. And I was worried that she might step on one and electrocute herself. I don't think they touched the ground. They probably didn't, but I was still worried about that. Okay. Um, Yeah, so they, you know, she's in her ITM. She's saying, I'm pinching myself. He's so amazing. And Blake toasts, here's the second chances. Um, And finding what we're looking for. And he, he actually gives a really good speech about, you know, we've both been, we've both had serious relationships that didn't work out and think about how much we loved the wrong person then imagine how much we could love the right person mm-hmm. which I thought was a really smooth line and a good you know coming from Blake it's questionable but it came from somebody else it's a really good line yeah um they cut away briefly to Dylan ITM saying that he's shipping Blake and, T- and Tasha. he yeah. just hopes it all works out he hopes they're having a great date He's like, thanks, Blake, for not taking Hannah. Yeah. And then he goes and he talks to Hannah, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, so they end up in the hot tub. Tasha, not Blake, just Tasha and Blake end up in the hot tub, and they make out. Um, she says that what she really wants in a partner is to have a guy who is a cheerleader and who will go through life. They can go through life having adventures and encouraging others, etc. Yeah. And um, back at... Uh, at the beach, Kaylin's like really pissed, and she's like, "I'm so mad." She's like, "So she's so mad," and that. Then he tells who does he does well, she tell Wells first? Uh, um, yeah, she tells Wells first. She yeah, she goes to Wells and she says, "We talked about skipping paradise altogether and coming out as a couple," and then he ghosted me. Yeah, so. She's just starting to tell people about the, right. the Blake stuff, say, she, telling people that he ghosted her. And she stuff. she simultaneously says she's keeping his secret, and then also goes around telling everybody that will listen to her what happened to her. Yeah. So my big observation with this, um, she doesn't really care about Blake. She's over Blake. What she cares about is Blake getting the spotlight and being the star of Paradise. She wants to. She wanted to be the Bachelorette. She wants, she expected to be the star of paradise. She will do anything she can to be the center of attention. And it doesn't matter if she lies or smirches the character of other people. All she wants is to be number, the big dog on the beach. And she will cry and sob and lie and just be a general horrible witch to get what she wants. And I cannot stand her. Obviously, Mom has very strong opinions about Kaylin. I despise Kaylin. I think we come to this conclusion also, though, based off her behavior towards the end of her season of The Bachelor. Oh, absolutely. And she can't say four words without the F word coming out of her mouth. She, and, you know... Cuss words, they're valuable, wonderful things, and we use them when we need them. But she can't complete a single sentence without saying, you know what, on the Bachelor um, the Bachelor in Paradise Fantasy League thing that I'm in, she got negative 65 points last week because she cussed so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. By the way, you can join the Rosettes. Um, I'll try to figure it out before the end of the podcast, but we have a fantasy league you can join. Um, anyways, <laughs> then, yeah, so basically, Kaylin, it's a, a frequent thing that she does where she picks out the people she views as um, gossipers or like weaker ones that'll like cling to her mm-hmm. every word and stuff mm-hmm. and then she did she... that with Cassie on Colton season mm-hmm. and Onyeka is her target on this season she also tries Sydney but Sydney doesn't do doesn't fall for her her seduction but Onyeka is that true though not as much as Onyeka anyway oh yeah um, obviously Onyeka is gonna fall for as it the soon most, cause as she's... yeah because she's the same thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, she's not the same thing, but she's uh, a loud person, right? Mm-hmm. So Kaylin identifies Onyeka as the loudest person on the beach and tells her all her secrets so that 
her secret, you know, so it'll get spread because Onyeka can't keep her mouth shut. She also tells Wells because Wells is the bartender and she knows that that's going to end up on television. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she basically goes to Wells. Wells is the first one she tells all this stuff to. And she says, oh, yeah, we met at Stagecoach. We hooked, you know, we've been talking before that. I thought we were exclusive. We hooked up. And the next morning, the next morning, he was texting Hannah G while he was still in bed with me. And he was talking about how hot Tasha was. And Wells is kind of skeptically, his face is skeptical. But he says, really? That's the worst morning after story I ever heard. Really? Wow, I didn't know he was such a player. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, oh, and then she says, she tells Wells that he, that Blake slept with Christina the night before. Mm-hmm. And Wells is like, the night before? Holy cow. So, but she can see on Wells' face, he's not really 100% buying this. Yeah. Anyways. <clears throat> and? So, Kaylin tells Wells that Blake called her a couple of weeks later and said, we have to keep, we have to lie. We have to lie our asses off in paradise. And that Blake told her that she was a mistake. And then what happens? I can't read your handwriting. Yeah. Um, She said she told Blake that in paradise, she said, well, you know, I won't lie for you, but if it comes up, I'm I'm going to tell the truth. I'm not going to say anything, but if it comes up, I'm going to tell the truth. Which is exactly what she didn't do. <laughs> she was walking around to everybody, telling them everything immediately. Yeah. And somehow Blake is stupid and clueless and doesn't even know this is happening, which we'll get to later. Um, well, I don't think it, he's stupid and clueless. He's just somewhere else right now. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I think he's also a little bit clueless. My quote of the night, Well says, the best way to protect yourself, the best way to protect your image is to not be a douchebag. <laughs> Wells. I love Wells. <laughs> I do too, and I'm really glad they're giving him more um, screen time screen this time year than last year. So while all this other like drama stuff's happening, it pans over to some of the other people on like on Paradise, and um, one of the things that happens that's noteworthy is Derek and Demi are hanging out together a lot and they are hanging out in the pool together and they start making out in the pool. Yeah, Derek invites Demi to go to the hot tub and um, she has like a little ITM where she's like, yeah, he's really sweet. I really like him and he's a good kisser and cut to us French hang in the hot tub. And she sticks her tongue out of her mouth being Demi. <laughs> um, she, she thinks he's sweet and sexy and fun. But she wants to take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And she also mentions at some point how um, her situation in paradise is unique because she's fluid in her preferences, which implies that maybe she might date a girl in paradise. But... Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interested to see how that will pan out. Mm-hmm. During this time, Dylan decides to make his move and he invites Hannah G to the treehouse. And his ITMs, he's just so goofy. Oh, she's totally out of my league. But I'm going to go for it. I'm I'm here for her. And they're both so charmingly awkward. And And they're so cute. They're they're so so cute. cute. Yeah. And he says he's cheesing really hard, which is like the new thing they say, I guess, because I remember Tyler C. saying that to Hannah. It's something that people say. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. It just means they're happy. Like, you say cheese when you smile for a photo. Okay. So, I'm so happy. I can't even believe it. Yeah. That means. All right. All right, they, she kisses him. They smile super big. She says, you're so cute. And I don't know. They're so cute. I said, yeah. I said yay, they're going to be together forever. And they're going to, don't jinx it. <laughs> and they make out. Yeah, and um, in his ITM, Dylan says, Blake blew it. Yeah. Thanks, Blake. Yeah. The next morning, um, Tasha tells Nicole and Sydney what a great date they had. Uh, the bros are playing ball on the beach. But then Kaylin comes along. This is where she starts spilling the beans to Onyeka. She says that she and Blake FaceTimed three times every day. And they were texting all the time. And so forth. So Kaylin spills all of her tea to Onyeka. Which she knows will disseminate that tea all around the beach. Um... 
and you know part of the thing she shares is what he did to Christina and she says what he did to Christina was effed up and then dun 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 who comes down the stairs Christina. But, Christina but also something that bothers me about this it's like what what he did to Christina is not yours to tell people right like you can't just that's if Christina wants to share that with people she can and she eventually does right but like that's not your place you're kind of just overstepping your boundaries exactly it makes her even worse but Christina gets there and she, she talks to Chris Harrison at stunning. the top of the stairs I love I think she's gorgeous she tells Chris about the whole hookup thing at Stagecoach. Um, she also tells him that she and Blake actually dated for several months. Several months. Later, um, Blake will tell the other guys that they dated for sex or seven months. <laughs> because he gets a little tongue-tied or Freudian slip or whatever. So they dated for quite a while before they broke up and they got together at... Um, stagecoach because they were both there and they still liked each other I guess mm -hmm. um, she, she tells Chris this but she doesn't think that Kaylin knows about what happened between her and Blake well she's wrong because Kaylin knows and now everybody on the beach knows because Kaylin's told everybody on the beach mm -hmm. uh, anyway Chris gives her ammo quote ammo a date card to take down on the beach with her mm-hmm and she doesn't know who she's going to use it on yet, but she has a pretty good idea. She's not going to let any other guy walk all over her again. Um, she's alluding back to Dean, I believe. Yeah. And to Blake. Both of them treated her not right. Yeah. So when the best part of the episode is when Christina walks down to the beach and Blake's face tells the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> He looks mortified. Uh -huh. And he tells his friends in his fast, light, his fast, fast voice, oh, yeah, we were friends, and we're, we're still friends. And, um, yeah, we, we dated for a while, but now we're friends. And so we're still friends, and I'm glad she's here. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm glad she's here. I'm super glad she's here. And, yeah, we're friends. Yeah. And um, it was hilarious. And that was pretty much the end of the episode. Um, and the very, very last thing of the episode was... Christina says that she's gonna make Blake, she's gonna make Blake her bitch, which I felt didn't sound like her she words. Started, yeah, and she sort of laughed at the end of it or trailed off at the end of it. It sounded like kind of somebody maybe put that in her mouth. Yeah. So that was kind of the end of that episode, yeah. and we just decided right now um, that we're actually gonna do two episodes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> for the two uh, the two episodes of Paradise this week. And we might start doing that just so it's not like a three-hour-long episode or anything like right. that. Right, yeah. Because that wouldn't be super fun. But that fun. was so fun, and I'm so glad you're home, Ayol. Thank you. Yay. I'm happy to be home. I'm still a little sleepy from all my travels and stuff, but yes. it was a, a good, solid time. Did you see Kevin Went and Astrid while you were there? Uh, I didn't, but <laughs> there, was, there was a music festival going on in Montreal while I was there called Oshiega, um, and it's kind of like Montreal, like, it's like Canadian Coachella, kind of, oh. um, and they were there at that music festival oh. I saw on Instagram, nice. so I was it, definitely in the same city in as the vicinity. Yeah, and you have to take the subway to get there, like, you can't, or the the metro, sorry. The metro. Oh. You have to take the metro to get to the island mountain. where the um, music, festival. music festival is, and I was using the metro a lot, so I could have been on the same metro as them and just not noticed. Wow. Who knows? Who really knows? Okay, so let's close out the episode by, I'm going to ask you a question. Who are you most hoping will show up in Paradise in the coming weeks? Um, well, I know Mike's going to be there. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Mike, although I noticed in the sneak peek that he's making out with Kaylin. Yeah. Which I'm not super excited about, so I'm hoping that um, he doesn't let me down. Um, I'm also, I kind of also want to see Connor. I love oh, Connor. That's a nice idea. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited to see Jordan because I love Jordan, but who knows what he's going to do. Maybe his time has passed. I don't know. But I'm super excited to see what happens with him. Mm -hmm. I see he's coming on next week. And I'm weirdly interested in Luke S., who I believe we've seen in the previews. Yeah, we've seen him in the previews. I have con I'm conflicted about him because I don't think he handled the Luke P situation well at all. But I also don't think he's that bad of a person. No, I like him. 
I think he's probably very intelligent. Yeah, same. Um, so I wish that uh, he maybe didn't get involved in other people's drama. Right. And it's then I think he'd be. That. Then I think he'd be um, good. But yeah, so that was this week's episode. Let us know who you are hoping to see on Paradise, or who you're excited to see. How can they tell us? Uh, you can tell us by you can. Follow us on Instagram at Rosette's Podcast, and you can slide into our DMs there, or you can email at a, the email us at rosettespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you should also rate, review, and subscribe because we like that, and we like the idea of people being able to find us. Uh, Share us with your moms and daughters and other yeah. favorite people in your life. Yeah, and I know we earlier in the episode talked about discussing the text messages in this episode but i think we're probably going to talk about them in the next episode that seems reasonable um just because that situation kind of blows up more right next episode so um so tune in next time so tune in probably tomorrow yeah <laughs> uh and we'll get that to you but yeah we will see you tomorrow okay later guys bye Mwah.